Welcome to Welcome to the Hallowell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 4, Episode 22 of Charmed. Which way now? So we kind of had our big season finale last episode, and now we're having kind of a wrap-up. Yeah, well, we kind of had the same thing in Farscape. This I know, is... it's weird par- parallels again. Yeah, I, this is the thing that I really associate with... The fourth season of Buffy, which also did this. Yeah, I did they did they start it? I'm sure someone else did it first. But it is kind of weird that all of the fourth seasons of these very unrelated shows, outside of, well, I guess, Charmed, yes. Charmed and Buffy aren't that unrelated. <laughs> but it's weird that they all have a, like, pre-finale finale and then the finales just kind of wrap up yeah they have like a full episode for the denouement yeah Yeah. which i don't know i don't know about this episode i feel like maybe vanquishing the source of all evil for realsies this time maybe should have been the season ender it feel i mean i i guess i get the idea of having a breather episode well, um, we need to know that Phoebe's okay. So I'm going to bring up another unrelated show. All right. And that's Stargate. All right. So Stargate would do this thing where they would kill the big bad who had been built up all this time. And then it would be like, oh, no, there's a power vacuum that's only going to be filled by a more powerful big bad. Which, by the way, is not how power works, but whatever. That was like Stargate's thing. Mm. And... So I think that there is an anxiety here where it's like, oh, no, we killed literally the source of all evil. Even Buffy waited until season seven to kill the first evil. Mm. Right. So we killed the source of all evil. What could we possibly do next? So I feel like this episode's kind of trying to address that anxiety. I mean, that would probably be a bigger thing if we hadn't spent a whole season seeing what a giant wuss ass the source of all evil was. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, so uh, the battle's done and we kind of won, so let's get into it. Yes, the episode opens in the Dear Phoebe, Dear Phoebe, Ask Phoebe offices. Yeah, we didn't get any Ask Phoebe last episode, so now we're all in on it. Yeah, except we don't actually see her answering any questions. We just see her assistant come in with a giant mail tub of letters. You're so popular. We've got so many submissions. Everyone wants to uh, ask Phoebe. And let me remind you that Phoebe's thing is that she responds to literally every single letter, even if she doesn't publish them. Do you think that she's got, like, a bunch of stock answers she uses for, like... Because she has to get the same kind of questions a lot. I don't think Phoebe has that kind of foresight to do something like that. You don't think she's got, like, form letters specifically tailored to? I'm so sorry to hear about your dog dying. Have you tried getting a dog? So I I stopped following him for other reasons, but uh, Dan Savage does have the great DTMFA where he would just, when he needed a break, would just publish a whole column of letters. The answer to which for all of these letters was DTMFA, which stood for dump the motherfucker already. Mm. I mean, that's... It's like half of all Ada posts, right? Like, well, yeah. I mean, you don't go to you don't go to Ada or Reddit relationships if things are going well. So it's it's a it's not a it's not a fair sample size. But... You don't go to Reddit relationships if the relationship is in any way salvageable. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. 
But yeah, she's answering every single letter because all of her readers are important to her. And and she she's watching Miss Cleo or a budget Miss Cleo. Yeah, Miss Tajman. But her assistant lady is like, wow, I can't believe you watched that crap. Do you really believe in woo psychics or whatever? And Phoebe's like, you know what? Yeah, I do believe in woo psychics or whatever. I think that there's a whole spiritual realm, which aren't we not talking about witchcraft? Aren't we trying to hide the fact that we're witches? I mean, it would make her life way easier if she was just like, I'm psychic. and then, you know. Right? Well, I, this is my thing with ghosts. The TV, sh- not, not the... Not spirits of the uneasy dead, but the TV show Ghosts on CBS, not the TV, not the TV show Ghosts on BBC. Right? My whole thing with ghosts is like, just tell people you have a haunted B and B. Oh, oh my God, a haunted B and B in New England. Whatever will people think? Yeah, yeah, but oh my God, this this flaky, this flaky. Where's MacGyver? Oh no, you mean Phoebe? Yeah, I was I, I I was gonna say millennial, but she's actually Gen X. This this flaky Gen Xer who, who lives in San Francisco and used to live in New York. Who lives in San Francisco and used to live in New York and makes a living writing an advice column also thinks she's psychic. This is definitely something I need to dig into. But yeah, yeah, just tell people you're psychic. It's fine. Fine. Also, couldn't people just watch this? I mean, I guess she's is she getting inspiration. I, I I'm not sure what she's getting out of having this program on in the back. Well, I mean, I, I I put stuff on in the background when I work. I guess it's not that weird. Yeah. Also, you remember, and our our listeners, some of them might be too young to remember. Like daytime TV would have these long extended ads for Miss Cleo, so she might have been watching like the People's Court. Yeah. I was also going to bring up another TV show. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm circling back here. But the TV show Psych, the entire premise is it's just easier to tell people he's psychic. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, I feel like all of the sisters are pretty upfront about being new agey. With that. I, I don't get why being a witch is a secret in the first place, but... Okay, so... We're, four, we're, we're almost at season five. It's way too late to get into this as a thing. I read this book... It's like a, it's just like a romance novel, whatever, called Boss Witch, right? Yeah, okay. like, like yes. Boss Bitch, but she's a witch, right? And the whole- Is this the one with the cursed penises thing? Yes, it does have cursed penises in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the whole premise of it is that if witches- Oh my god, I can't, it, it's, so, it's such a poorly written book. But one of the things is that she can't have a relationship with a mortal because she can't tell him she's a witch. And so then she falls in love with this guy and oh, what's gonna happen, right? And then in the end, her mom's like, well, just tell him you're Wiccan and to leave you alone about it. And he'll be like, uh, okay, well, I love her and that's kind of quirky, so what are you gonna do? And she's like, oh, what a great solution after 400 pages of stressing about it. I... I know I just said Phoebe should do this, but I was like, fuck you, Buck. <laughs> Seriously, fuck you. I mean, Prue had like a Wiccan funeral, right? Like, wasn't it? They had a hand fasting wedding. Yeah. I mean, Piper did. P- yeah. Piper did. Phoebe had a real wedding. In, in the well, dark way. Well, she had a real wedding that got, you know. Destroyed by demons. Destroyed by demons and then had a real wedding in the dark way, but. Anyway, the psychic on TV starts channeling Cole, so I guess she was a real 
I guess she was a real psychic who, I guess maybe personal gain doesn't apply if you're a real psychic who, if you're not a witch, if you're just someone with powers, then you can. Personal gain doesn't seem to apply to any witches who aren't the charmed ones. So who mm. knows? Who even knows? Also, apparently we find out later in this show, Phoebe uses her powers to help out her readers. So maybe, oh, oh, oh it's professional gain. It's cool. Oh, ha ha ha. It's professional gain. But the TV psychic lady starts channeling Cole and she's like, Phoebe, help me. I'm trapped in super hell. I do appreciate that her assistant is like, um, did the TV just start talking to you? I want to, I, I always want to see this sort of thing from the perspective of someone who's just watching TV and is not being directly communicated with because a bunch of people are probably like, what's going on there? <laughs> this is different from her usual shtick. I was thinking that you, I wanted it from the point of view of the assistant who's like goes home and is like, the weirdest thing happened today. The TV started talking to my boss and weirdly, she didn't think it was that weird. But yes, uh, Cole, as we heard last, at the end of last episode, Cole is alive in some ethereal hell plane and he's calling out for help, which I'm sorry. I feel like. The way Phoebe handles this is just the worst thing ever. We'll talk about it more when, you know, it actually comes up in the episode. But, oh my god, Phoebe. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about it. Phoebe sending Cole to super hell is is this show's throwing a baby in a death pit, right? We've been talking about this a lot as, like, the worst thing Phoebe does. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go out on a limb a little bit here and say her sending him to super hell was fine. He was the source of all evil at the time. Her weird thing afterwards, where she refuses to acknowledge the fact that he was possessed and none of the stuff he did as as the source was his fault, and being like, you deserve to stay in super hell. That's where I feel like that. Because, like, it's not his fault. He was possessed. Yeah! <laughs> well, also he chose to be the queen of hell. I mean, not to delve too deep into the morality of Charmed, because we're going to be doing that in other episodes, and... Have already done it quite extensively in the past. Yes, but honestly, does Cole's soul, which had no control over what happened, not get to go to heaven? Like, Cole's soul is tied to what happened to his body when it was possessed. That doesn't seem right. Well, we find out later that he's... Trap like after they kill him for realsies, we find out that he's trapped in in different ethereal plane. Like he didn't go back to super hell when they big vanquished him in the alternate timeline. The avatar set up, like he exists as a spirit who guides people as a way to earn his redemption. And then in the comics, he teams up with Prue's ghost. What does he have to be redeemed for? Well, I mean. Presumably all the people he murdered as, like, a regular demon. Oh, okay, that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> all right. Like, he's in the clear for a lot of stuff. I, I would give him a pass for the whole source thing, but he did spend, like, a century murdering people. Okay. All right. Fair point. Anyway, back at the Hallowell Manor, there's construction going on outside, which, and, and, and Paige is looking through the window really annoyed by it. I bring it up because it really struck me as a parallel to 
morality bites. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when they were standing at the window being annoyed at the guy who was letting his dog poop on the lawn. Like, the shots... To be fair, he had to walk that dog up a giant flight of stairs. (laughs) Yeah, that was... That was... That was pointed. That was deliberate. (laughs) But the shots feel very similar and the kind of, like, we are here in the manor and we are being annoyed at the outside world kind of thing feels the same. Especially since this episode is going to deal with, like, do we want powers? Yeah. Also, Would the world be better without the charmed ones? Yes, yes. Also, even though Phoebe is the one who just killed her husband, uh, Paige is the one who is dressed like a ghost bride. Okay, choices were made for that outfit. Like, I kind of love it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of love that she's wearing like a white corset top and like a long flowy white skirt and a, a white choker? Yeah, but not like a classic Victorian choker. It's like a strip of leather. It's like a BDSM choker. Oh, I thought it was silk. No, it's definitely... Oh, you know what? Maybe it's silk with rivets in it. I thought the rivets might be... Um... I-, I thought the rivets indicated that it was leather, but maybe it is just detailing. But the point is, it's a very modern looking choker. Yeah, yeah. The whole outfit is this weird, uh, it's such a, it's a bad concept, but pure. Yeah. It's pure, but also you can totally see all of Rose McGowan's boobs in it. Well, here's the thing. Rose McGowan already gives off haunted bride vibes, like, yes. regardless of what she's wearing. <laughs> Porcelain skin and dark hair will do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, the red, red, li- she's Snow White. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad that that was, I mean, I love the fairy tale episode of Charmed. I'm excited to talk about it and like, oh, that's next season, actually. It's not that far off. I'm excited to talk about it. Having her be Snow White was like pitch perfect. They don't do anything with it. She They just coma her and then she's not in the rest of the episode, but you know. Yeah. But Paige is mad that they're doing construction, which I... I feel like that's just part and parcel of living in a city. Like everything. Or living anywhere. I mean, it just it just is. And Leo is hanging up a painting, and Piper wants it higher, and Leo won't hover to hang it because everyone's been tetchy about using magic since everything that went down, and also because Piper has this thing where she's blaming magic for the fact that she can't have a baby. Which, I mean, I guess technically it's Magic's fault that you were thrown into walls all the time. Which, God, that still makes no sense. She got thrown into walls until she was infertile. That's what they established last episode. Except she's going to have 17 more kids over the course of the show. Yeah, yeah. Leo finally does hover to hang the painting. By the way, this is so, so contrived because the place he's hanging the painting is a weird, awkward place to hang a painting anyway. Mm. But finally he does hover to hang a painting and Paige is like, see, nothing went wrong. And then Phoebe comes home. So they're all (laughs) like, oh, never mind. Harbinger of doom. Also, also not to pile on Phoebe, but that's going to be an increasing part of this podcast as time goes on. Her special active Charmed One power is something every single white lighter can do. Levitating? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've talked a lot. I had a poll recently. About which was Phoebe's worst power. An empathy one by, like, a landslide. Which I'm like, I think empathy is her most functionally useful power. 
It's just also really, 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 really annoying. I voted for empathy for that reason. Yeah, like, but levitation is, I think, her functionally worst power. It's her weakest power. Yeah, it doesn't, it never furthers the plot, like, premonitions further the plot. They theoretically give her a heads up. Yeah, I mean, premonitions aren't weak, they're just an asshole. Like, her premonitions are just purposefully never helpful. And the empathy thing is incredibly broken, because what's empathy? Like, she can use it to channel other people's powers, because power comes from emotion. Okay, why not just make her power channeling, then? I don't know, that sounds too vague. (laughs) But, uh, but, yeah, so... Everyone can levitate. Yes. So Phoebe comes in and she, I think this is because she she has premonition, but man, she just always has bad news when she comes in, doesn't she? She comes in and she's like, turns out Cole's still alive somewhere and trying to contact me. And they all turn on Leo like this is his fault. They're like, how could this be, Leo? They're so mad at him. He's like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, his levitation accidentally raised Cole from the dead. No, no, I I feel like it's more like they expect him to have all of the answers because he has a connection to the elders, even though they're the charmed ones. He doesn't know more than you three. My God. He does theorize, I don't know, maybe because he's half demon, it made a difference. Well, half human, so the vanquish only half took. I don't know. doesn't matter because Leo gets frozen. And Phoebe's like, why is Leo frozen? Were you doing Piper. a sex thing? Piper. And Piper's like, no, shut up. Wait, shut up. Shut up. There's no construction noise outside. And Paige is like, wow, you really went overboard freezing Leo. And Piper's like, it's not me. Piper's like, I'm not, I'm not powerful enough to have frozen the whole street like that. Although I feel like she is. Yeah, I mean, granted, we're not all the way into the alternate timeline from uh, Morality Bites, but this was the sort of thing she was capable of in that. Yes, she could. I guess the real kicker, though, is we see a, a helicopter in the air that's been frozen. I feel like that's kind of the thing that's like, okay, that's beyond her power sphere. Because it's, it's a helicopter, so it's so very, very far away. Yes. And she's like, it wasn't me. And then... Brian Cox is like, it was me. I'm sorry, he's not Brian Cox. It's... Headmaster Charlton, Charleston from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Premonition on premonitions for this episode. Our, our secret segment where we look into the past, present, future and see who is, was, or will become famous. But you'll know the guy who plays the Angel of Destiny, who is the guy who is in their living room now. He's been in so much stuff. I'm surprised they didn't get him back later. I mean... not not that you know he seems like a very gettable actor it seems weird that they're like no the angel of destiny's someone else now it's some lady gilmore girls a year in the life got him back and arguably the person that you least need to come back for a tv show where the characters went off to college in season three is the guy who was their high school principal but here we are phoebe is cowering behind piper like she doesn't have an active power! I mean, I guess, but you're not even going to try a karate kick? You, <laughs> you can't karate kick the Angel of Destiny! Well, she doesn't know it yet. She she has no context for this person. It's some guy in a white robe who's like, I'm the one who froze time. And she's like, E Piper, save me! And Piper's like, ugh. Ugh. 
Ugh. So the Angel of Destiny is like, hey, I'm the Angel of Destiny, and I'm here to offer you a reward, because... Wait, I'm sorry, before he gets to the part about why he's here, I just want to touch on what he says, which is that he shows up to people who have an important destiny, like Michelangelo and Mozart and Albert Einstein and Britney Spears. The last of which he says with derision, which, come on, man. Like, I know it was the popular thing at the time, but like, come on. To dust off a classic, leave Britney alone. Right? Like, I mean, I know we didn't know all the horrible stuff. We but... knew. I mean, we. you're right. I'm sorry. We didn't know how bad the control that her family was, you know, enacting over her was. But she, I, I mean, we knew how, what she was enduring being a child star. And we knew she had controlling parents. And we, we, we knew. We knew how bad things were for her. So. Just. I mean... I mean, this was around the time of the head shaving thing, right? I think it might predate that, actually. Yeah, I think this predates that. I was just thinking about how Paige is dressed like a Victorian woman whose husband has locked her in the attic, and that was literally Britney's life. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a South Park fan, but I briefly dated someone who was very into South Park in college, so I watched a bunch of it then. Uh-huh. And one episode I do remember actually liking is the episode about Britney Spears. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I was actually going to say, I mean, even the South Park guys knew that there was bad shit going on with Britney Spears. Yeah, because the whole the whole plot of the episode is uh, is the, the boys find Britney and she's on the run because the media is, they're, they're hounding her. And it turns out that there's this, like, ancient cult thing around driving, like, fi- choosing a girl making her very, very famous, and then... Uh, sacrificing her and, for the crops. And then sacrificing her for the crops. And it's like, yeah, kind of. I yeah. Mean, like, granted, South Park is often very, very bad, but they're kind of They right were right about the, that. Yeah. But anyway, the Angel of Destiny is like, look, uh, you are the Charmed Ones, and... You were destined to defeat the source and rid the world of evil. Okay. <laughs> you defeated the source of all evil way faster than we thought you would, so... Some of us thought you'd never do it at all. Long weekend? Long weekend? <laughs> yeah. Basically, what he offers them is an out. He's like, you have fulfilled your destiny. You have done the thing that, you know, you were put on this earth. Generations of women had babies so that you could kill this one guy. And now we're offering you an out. You can stop being witches. And wouldn't the, wouldn't the thing be you can be witches, but we're not going to do personal gain anymore? I feel like that would be That's reward. a reward. I mean, the reward is demons will stop hunting you, but... I mean, demons hunt non-witches all the time in this show. Okay, I'm going to throw out a theory here. Okay. Especially since we were just talking about Brittany. Yes. This is actually a plot by... I mean, the Angel of Destiny outranks the elders, but kind of the powers that be, the patriarchal powers that be, to rob the sisters of their powers. Mm. Because the reward that they are offered is to not be charmed ones. And I think that this is all a plot to take them off the board. I think this is that Steve Buscemi quote from uh, from Spy Kids. Which quote? You know, do you think God stays in heaven because he's terrified of what he's unleashed upon the earth? The Charmed Ones? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, 
if I were a higher being, I might want to get rid of is a strong word curtail the power of the charmed ones well that was still a plausible thing to do yeah no i mean considering what happens to them later considering what they become by season seven this might not be the worst thing but <laughs> but they have an out and paid in they're they're like okay let's let's all stand to the side because it's not like he can hear us if we're in a different part of the solarium and we're going to talk about this Paige is like, we're not doing this, right? This is obviously like a trap or something. And Phoebe's like, I don't know. Maybe we should give up our powers. We've lost so much. And Paige is like, oh, really? Really? I just, okay, throwing this out there. Paige has better powers than Phoebe. Oh, I mean, she does, but. She could go to Acapulco anytime she wants. Phoebe can rise three feet off the ground. One of these people is more invested in keeping their powers. I don't want to get too deep into a show that is not that deep, but wait, why did I say I don't want to? What are we even doing here if I don't want to do that? Okay. The things that they talk about when they tell Paige that they want to lose their witch powers, that she doesn't understand because she hasn't been a witch as long as they have. She hasn't experienced what they've had to experience they don't bring up prue dying weird what they weird right what they say is or even their mother dying yeah what they say is phoebe says that she has a difference of opinion since she was forced to carry baby lucifer and piper says that the fact that she does magic means that she cannot get pregnant now and that is heartbreaking to her and I just think that there is an interesting metaphor to be dug in here to the way that women are controlled by controlling their reproductive choices. Mm. Yeah, I can I can see that. There's just there's there's a lot of patriarchy happening in this show right now, Brad Kern. Mm. 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 Also, Piper, um haven't really explored magical avenues of getting pregnant again like i guess magic is loosely to blame for your fertility issues because it's the reason demons were attacking you but like oh my god well can we just can we just it, it it's such a it, it's such an obvious like mechanism to get us from point a to point b that it almost feels churlish to like dig into it but why 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 has leo healing her when he's healed her left her with scar tissue in her exactly. uterus he's not left her with scar tissue anywhere else exactly this is such a thing with healing like <sighs> i mean we said last week it would be more interesting if the problem was, was mortal ma- yeah it was mortal and that piper was forced to use magic I mean, I'm just throwing this out here. The problem is that she has all this scar tissue from being thrown around, which doesn't even make sense. But do you know what causes scar tissue to build up in your uterus and prevent you from getting pregnant? Endometriosis. Endometriosis! A very common thing! I just... Mm. Whatever. So, but this is important for the end of the episode. Keep it in mind, magic has a weird relationship with babies. Yeah. Magic and babies. Keep it in mind. They're two things that are weirdly connected. Instead of, like, all of the death. I think the death would have been the thing to, you know. To focus on? Yeah. 
Anyway, they tell the Angel of Destiny they need some time to think about it, and he tells them that they have some time, but not a lot of it because, you know, he's got other shit to do, and their destiny affects other people's destinies, and essentially his entire day is going to be wrecked if they don't figure it out soon. Well, he's like, look, you're going to have one more mission, and over the course of this mission, decide whether or not you want to be witches. So, Daryl calls them immediately. Daryl. Yeah. And Daryl tells them that basically the FBI has realized that every single time someone in San Francisco dies, they're there. So they're sending somebody to put them under surveillance and they need to be careful and not do any magic. Because if the FBI sees them using magic, they will definitely, definitely be busted. Oh, good. It's this plot again. Well, I was just... That's so funny because you said that like, oh, they're recycling plots. But I was going to say, look, another parallel to Morality Bites. Yes. I... I I appreciate the way that this episode parallels what is generally accepted to be the best episode of Charmed, but I didn't actually care for, and I actually think this episode is far better than Morality Bites. I mean, it's no season three finale, which I think is the best version of that story. Mm, mm. So a surveillance van pulls up to the construction site and... Flowers by Irene. What? Dude... There's literally street construction happening right where you parked. You couldn't get a surveillance van that looked like a construction van? He's wearing a hat. A what construction is... hat. What more do you want? And he's wearing a hard What kind of florist wears a hard hat? Oh, like... I, I was joking. That's a Simpsons reference. He's wearing a hard hat, though. He's wearing a hard... I mean, the Flowers by Irene thing. He's not in a flower delivery van. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. But it's not a construction van. You're right. It's a cable van. Yeah. Which whatever it's 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 fbi man agent fbi man and agent fbi man has apparently i guess he's using he's using the kind of like parabolic mics that pick up sounds from a distance but he hasn't placed bugs in their house so the girls thwart him by turning on a boombox really loud and okay i just have to say so the next scene takes place with like this heavy rock beat under it and I kind of think the music really improves the scene. I kind of want to put, like, a heavy rock beat under all of the charm scenes and see if it improves them. It, like, it really makes the the scene feel like it's got a drive. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, would Charmed be improved by more dad rock? Possibly. Uh, although I, I feel like we really should be having more of a Lilith fair. Well, that would be more appropriate. Yeah. But I, I, it wouldn't have the same kind of energy. I feel, you know what? I feel like it's energizing the scene. So the reason that they've turned on this this music is because even though Daryl just told them the FBI is watching you, don't do any witch shit. Phoebe's like, okay, so I'm gonna summon my dead demon husband, uh, and I'm going to help Cole move on, and I need to do this. You know, before the FBI catches us, because we don't want a repeat of last year, you know, when right. Pro died. I actually think it's very clever that she decides to use the To Find a Lost Love spell to locate him. Has that been a thing before? I know that to, the To Find a Lost Witch spell gets a lot of play, but... I think it has been. I could check, but I'm not going to. But I think it has been. Okay. I mean, it's fine if it, it, it wasn't, but... Because it's the kind of thing that you would have a spell for. Yeah, they but they just, they say it like it's the sort of thing we should just know about, which, okay. Paige asks, are you sure Cole has a soul? And I'm like, Paige, I appreciate, I appreciate that you, you have a, you have a, 
you have a powerful need to do I was right right now, but just, just. He's half human, so he does have his soul. He's, I was, I was actually going to say he's dead now. You can let it go. But of course, you know, whatever. He's he, he, you know, there's dead and there's dead. But so demons don't have souls then. I guess not. Okay. Okay, I mean... I don't believe that. I don't believe Kira doesn't have a soul. Yeah, I I don't want to get all philosophical here, but I don't know. It feels like souls are the sort of thing you inevitably end up with if you're alive for long. I mean, it's not like demons don't have emotions, right? They definitely have emotions. They have they have desires. I, I mean, the question is, I guess, what is a soul, of course? Yeah. yeah. Which is a bit much for a Charmed podcast, but... I thought you were going to say it was a bit much for Charmed. Yeah. So they're going to distract the... They're going to cause a distraction by going out, being their sexy selves, and bringing lemonade. Yeah. And... Piper undoes... Like, she she, she, show, she grabs Paige's cleavage and exposes more of it, which... It's, 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 oh, it's an incredibly low-cut white see-through bustier like that was unnecessary piper here's the thing the top is a corset cut yes which means it's very tight and it's pushing her boobs up all you have done by unbuttoning the top button is make it look deformed the top not her boobs her boobs look fine but that's that's not extra sexy and if you wanted to do this scene the costumer should have put her in a very different outfit. Yes, yes. It's not an outfit that... You know what it reminds me of? That scene in the Star Trek original series episode Space Seed, where Khan is supposed to take uh, her hair down, but because they have her in like a very intense beehive hairdo, he can't. But they kept the line in anyway, where he's like, "Oh, look how good your hair looks down," even though all he's managed to do is free like a single strand. That is exactly what I was thinking <laughs> of. Yes, he's just he plucks a single hair <laughs> out of her beehive hairdo. <laughs> Why, Miss Elphaba, you're beautiful. Oh. Oh, I just want to point out also that Piper immediately clocks that the cable van is one of these things does not belong. Mm. One of these things is not like the others and knows that's where the FBI officer is. So Paige pulls a reverse uh, that Diet Coke commercial where she goes out and she's like, hi, boys, you want some lemonade? Are you thirsty? I mean, to be fair, the Diet Coke commercial was itself a subversion. Like, this is the normal thing. Yes. It's not a subversion. This is the the woman walking sexily in slow motion with lemonade for the construction workers is the normal thing. And all of the construction workers are like, yes! They're just throwing their tools in the street. They're they're swarming her like it's an inverse axe commercial. This is definitely not safe. Uh, also, there's definitely not enough lemonade for all of them, but whatever. Come on, boys, there's enough for everyone. One single glass of country time lemonade. Although I guess, to be fair, the lemonade is not the real draw. (laughs) So Piper throws open the door of the van, blows up the guy. I'm joking, she freezes him. But, I mean, her powers are still pretty on a hair trigger. I think at this point we can assume that Piper knows what she's doing. And then she signals to Phoebe from the street. She does this, like, 
nose twitch thing and phoebe's like aha i saw that from uh from the attic window i saw that slight twitch of piper's nose from the attic i know i i am now free to read this spell i mean it's cute that their your good to go sign was twitching a nose like bewitched i appreciate that but there's no way phoebe saw that also like okay you are gonna cause a distraction but you threw open the door. He saw you when you froze him. Like. Oh, right. I guess Piper still does need to be in the same room, quote unquote. So she needed to open the door of the van. Yeah. Huh. What a very specific power limitation for her to still have at this point in the show. Yeah. Yeah. But in what way have you not just completely exposed yourself? Well, remember... Uh... Remember the thing with the reporter guy? What that was season one, where he's like, "Ha! I have evidence of 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 uh, Piper using her powers to freeze time," and it's like, it would just be a jump cut. Like you were recording her using her powers, it would just look like you did a jump cut. Yeah, yeah. But this guy isn't looking at a video of it. He he knows what he's he he knows what he saw. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess he's not trying to actually gather evidence so much as he's looking for proof. For himself. For himself, yeah. So, they distract slash freeze the guy so that Phoebe can cast the spell, which sends her down into what we have been calling Super Hell, the place where vanquished demons go. But I just wanted to point out that... It's the wasteland. The wasteland. And... After we watched this episode, I reread the T.S. Eliot poem, The Wasteland, and I feel like this was top of mind when they wrote this episode. Like, who, someone somewhere in the writer's room, not Brad Kern, because I don't give him that much credit, but someone somewhere in production design or whatever had Wasteland by T.S. Eliot in their head when they did all this. Okay, I have thoughts about this place, like... I'm going to keep calling it super hell. Yeah. Now that I have, now that I've done the literary thing, now that I've used my, my literature major degree, let's, let's move back to what, where we're comfortable. Super hell. Super hell. So there's a tremors E tentacle monster here because it's, it's a wasteland. It looks like Nevada. Worm monster. Yeah. Not ten tentacle monster is a different thing. But I mean, it, it. We see a tentacle poking out of the ground. Like it, it's not a. It's not like a full-on graboid. Oh, okay. Well, I, I felt more like it was like a graboid. Also, it's kind of like the worm monsters from Beetlejuice. Yes. Which I guess are also. But uh, this is this is we're basically in Tremors for a little bit. We're in this like desert area. There are outcroppings of rocks where you're safe from the monster that eats the, I guess, not souls of demons. Because it can't come up through the rock. The powers of demons, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It consumes their powers. So Cole is here. He's still got his meaty man body. And he pulls uh, he pulls Phoebe up onto a rock. And he's like, Phoebe, you have to be careful. That thing will eat your powers. And then you'll be, you'll go to super, super hell, I guess. Also, no, it consumes you for eternity. So. Until the end of time, you're just being, beyond the end of time. For eternity, you're just being digested. uh, Okay. So it's like the Sarlacc pit. Yep. Okay. But spiritual. Also, he says that his demon is completely gone because the thing has eaten all of his demon pieces. He says that the source is completely gone. 
He says that the... You're right, you're right. Not Balthazar. Yeah, he says... uh, She's like, are you the source? And he's like, no, the source was devoured by that thing. I guess they fell separately because they're two different entities. Oh, yeah, that does... I I was going to ask how the thing, which they called the beast, how the beast ate the source and not him. But yes, they must have come down in two separate... Chunks. Chunks, which again, maybe Cole shouldn't be here, but I guess... I guess, as you pointed out, he is half demon, and he did do a lot of shit, so I don't know. Maybe maybe he's here for unrelated reasons. So Phoebe gives him a big hug, and he's like, oh, thank God you're here to rescue me. And she's like, about that. Rescues. Rescues a strong word. And Cole's pitch is not great. Because he's like, this is the wasteland, this is where all vanquished demons go, and then they get eaten by that monster and digested for all eternity, which, isn't that just hell with extra steps, but... Well, you have to have a thing that happens to demons that get vanquished that isn't hell, since demons live in hell. So, you know, it's fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could just not exist anymore. I guess that's But then where do they go? See, that's the problem with establishing afterlifes and then afterlifes with afterlifes. Yeah, I guess. They're super, super extra hell. Anyway, Cole is, like, telling Phoebe about trying to avoid the demon, and she's like, Cole, you just need to let go. You need to move on. And he's like, I'm moving on to being devoured for eternity, so no. Yeah, yeah she's, she's, she's talking to him like they broke up and he needs to just get over it and, like, move to a different city and start dating a barista there no his moving on is him being devoured and digested by a monster forever like she's like just get off the rock and he's like well you could use you could use the 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 grimmery the dark book of shadows from last episode just get it and use the evil resurrection spell to resurrect me and she's like "Mm." no I already did the dark magic thing once. She's like, I know I was okay being the queen of hell, but I just don't feel comfortable using dark magic again. Also, you didn't, like, break up with him or anything. He got possessed by the source and then killed. Why are you acting like you're exes? I mean, I guess they are technically exes now, but, like, he, you were you were in a, a relationship with him when all of that stuff... And death, it, death did them part. I... Te- yes technically yes it, it may it's the same thing that i wonder about with the uh, you know gene gray's gene gray and scott summers were both dead for a while there but now they're back and they're back in a relationship and i'm like are they still technically married like, that is a great question they were both legally and physically dead like but anyway the the graboid monster graboids phoebe's leg and starts trying to eat her and cole's like no and he he he, you know saves her well he hangs on to her to keep the graboid from completely consuming her and then Paige and piper come back upstairs they see that she's in distress so they use the to call a witch spell to bring her back again i like the i like this i kind of like the way they're using these spells well it's better than just slapping the shit out of her yeah uh by the way uh since everyone's unfrozen now, the FBI guy hears all of this from the van. And then he sh- comes to the front door and is like, hey, any witches here who may or may not just have gone to super hell, even though Daryl explicitly called you and told you not to do that? 
he shoves a he he comes into the house and he he shows them the giant giant file he has on them he's like look i know about witches the fbi knows about witches we're all aware of witches i want you to work with me because there's a witch hunter who is going around murdering witches hey look it's the wendigo plot again but slightly different yeah i mean i don't have an issue with this and I don't have an issue with the concept of witch hunters being something that charmed ones have to deal with, except it only comes up in this one episode. I was going to say that's not true. The warlock who killed Melinda Warren was also kind of a witch hunter, but I guess warlocks hunting witches for their powers is different than witch finder general over here. Oh, by the way, the FBI guy's actually a witch finder. Spoilers, yeah. He, he, he is the one that they are supposedly looking for. Not to give 90 Sabrina credit, but I feel like 90 Sabrina kind of did this plot better with Josh. Yeah! Because 90 Sabrina established that there are a parallel, like, there are a group of people who have the ability to sense witches and this innate urge to destroy them. It's like a genetic thing. They're like the slayers, but for witches. And one of them ends up being Harvey's new best friend, who, let's be honest, is jealous of Sabrina on a couple levels. And then they just kind of end up dropping that plot because it's 90 Sabrina and there's nothing they love more than dropped plots and characters. Yes. She is a new best friend every season. Well, and then in the last season, she's not even a witch anymore. I mean, technically she's still a witch, but like... She's Sabrina, the girl who lives in a house with two roommates and works at a newspaper. One of whom is Punky Brewster. Yeah. Who survived the college years, because she was introduced as her college roommate, and then they got rid of the aunts, and they're like, well, we still have the set, so she's going to move in with her the two girl friends she made in college. They're all just going to live in the house together and have, like, girl adventures. Yeah, working at Spin Magazine. I know we've mentioned this multiple times, but it is relevant. Well, I mean, it's a witch show. Of course, we're going to talk about other witch shows. Especially other witch shows where they ignore magic to work at a magazine or newspaper. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So. They try to freeze the FBI agent again, but this time they can't freeze him because he's wearing a magical amulet. He said he wasn't prepared before, but now he is. And, um, excuse me, you should have put that amulet on before you got there. It's, it's, uh, A-B-W-A. Always be wearing amulet. Uh, but yes, he is immune from their powers now. This is a thing we've seen before. Uh, oh, yeah, totally. Old, or dad classic, old dad had a uh, ring that their mom gave him, which made him immune from magic, which they should have, they should have held on to that ring. To be fair, he tells them that there are very few amulets like this. So just so you know, it's not going to come up a lot. Just a couple of times. <laughs> but yeah, there's been some mysterious person uh, has been murdering witches. This lady, who's definitely not a witch herself, has been murdering witches. And he needs their help to capture her and bring her into custody and not burn her at the stake or anything. Phoebe's like, maybe we should just call the Angel of Destiny and tell him we're done and then we don't have to do this. And Paige is like, and then we we leave the witch finder loose murdering witches. Phoebe's like, but that wouldn't be our problem anymore because we wouldn't be witches. Jesus Christ, Phoebe. <laughs> All of these things come back in season eight, by the way. Like, they do get recruited 
by the FBI to help solve witch-related cases, which, again, is not the worst plot hook ever. Like, it's fine. They don't do anything with it, but it's fine. Yeah. And they also are just like, yeah, let's not help people anymore. These are two things that will come back in full force in season eight. So Piper kind of shoes Paige off. Yeah, she gives her the stuff. The the FBI agent left some of Selena's stuff behind so that they could do magic shit with Selena it. Selena is the witch hunter he's hunting. Yes. So Piper shoes Paige to the attic to go do witch stuff. And they call Leo back. And they're like, hey, you know how Daryl told us not to use magic? We immediately used magic and we're immediately caught. Also, the angel of destiny, he was a real guy, right? And, and we were like, there are angels of destiny, yes. He, he, while he was off screen, he checked in with the elders to make sure that this was legit. Just so that we know, we the audience know, there's no chance that this is going to be like a fake out. Whoops, it's a Rex and Hannah situation. It was just some demon trying to get them to give up their powers. Right, but I, I appreciate that they want us to know, okay, the stakes are real. This is a real decision that they actually could make. So, Cole is, uh... Being chased by the beast. He's being chased by the beast and he's like, oh. I miss Phoebe. Being chased by this horrible monster that wants to devour me really makes me miss Phoebe. We see another demon get, like, vanquished and then eaten by the beast. Well, we see the demon's balls. like Essence? The energy. Well, it's, it's the powers, I guess. We see the demon's powers drop down. I don't get why the demons don't fall down bodily, except I guess that would be too expensive. Yeah, I... Also, that gives the implication that Cole only fell down bodily because he that's his human part. Like, only his human part is there. So I guess just the demon essence is what gets sent to the wasteland. He probably doesn't have Balthazar anymore, then. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I guess he was Balthazar-less when he got possessed by the source. But Cole goes over, and he stands over the, uh, he stands over the powers of the demon that are just lying on the ground. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Eat me. I'm done. That's it. If, if I can't be with Phoebe, have at it. And the powers fly up into him, and the beast comes, and he instinctively uses the powers, and he's like, oh. Game changer! <laughs> he's like, wait, I'm just going to stand here and absorb the powers of every demon that my ex-wife? Wife? I don't know. Every demon she vanquishes from now on, I'm just going to absorb their powers until I'm super-powered. You think he'd do that more? He Spoiler alert, he's out by the end of the episode. Also, how active are other witches, I guess? Because, I mean, I know the implication is that, spoiler alert for slightly later in the episode, he killed the beast and absorbed all of the powers that it had absorbed over the years. Uh-huh. I guess it makes sense that it wouldn't be good at defending itself, because, like, he, ha- he has this, like, base, he got, like, a, a basic electrical thing from the, uh, Whatever, the demon whose powers he absorbed. But it's enough to ward off the beast. I guess the beast isn't really used to its prey fighting back if it's just been passively absorbing powers. Yeah, and it doesn't... I don't think he really hurt the beast. It just surprised it enough to run away. So up in the attic, the sisters scry and they figure out where Selena is. And uh, it's time to be all 90s X-Men and break into someone's base. I guess it's a safe house. Yeah, I guess. She's got people around her protecting her because... She's got bodyguards. Yes. And Paige is like, why would someone... Why would a serial killer have bodyguards? And and Phoebe's like, serial killers need the most bodyguards, Paige. 
one of the bodyguards shoots at them. Piper manages to freeze them, but then yells at Paige for not knowing there were people in the room before she orbed into the room, but... Whatever. Whatever. I, I do like how she slaps the bullet out of the air. <laughs> She's just so irritated. So... They beat the shit out of the bodyguards and grab the lady. Yep. And Phoebe briefly sees Cole, like, materialize and then disappear because I know that this is an important life or death thing, but she's got her own shit going on and that's way more important than anything else. I mean, her role in the fight scene really reminds me of the the vampire episode where Piper was, like, blowing people up and Leo was, like, throwing those potions and stuff and, and Phoebe was just, like... Standing in the fighting pause pose. Yeah. She's like, I got my I got my fists up. I'm gonna punch a vampire or something. So they bring Selena back to the manor and then the FBI agent comes to get her. And they're like, You didn't tell us she was gonna have bodyguards and he's like He's surprised. He yeah. he didn't he didn't know that she would have bodyguards. And Paige brings it up to him. She's like, it's weird that a serial killer would hire bodyguards. And he's like, no, it's not. Shut up. Just just give me that girl. Give her to me. Yeah, they're like, you know what? We don't trust you because we've been doing this long enough that we don't trust you. We want to see a warrant. And honestly, good for you. But also, you should have asked for a warrant before you let him into the house. This is very similar to them not warding the house. And then he goes off on this little Senator Kelly terror. He's like, you're all the same. You think your powers make you better than other people. But at the end of the day, you're weak. You're weak because you have to be magic all the time. You can't ever just be people. You're not people. You're not people. Then also he has a warrant. Also, I have a warrant. Yeah. So unnecessary little speech there. But hey, it ties back to their thing about giving up their power so they can just be people. Right? He takes he takes Selena and then he like gets in a dig at them. He's like, I'm going to bring her to jail so that she doesn't turn into just another person who disappears around you. Never to be seen or heard from again. And it's like... Hey, remember neighbor Dan? Yeah, but also like... We've already we've already spoiled that he's he's in fact the witch hunter, but like, dude, way to way to like rub it into them when you are the one who's gonna go kill her. Buffy, I'm here to kill you, not judge you, but verse. <laughs> yes, yes. So they decide. Okay, well that. That wraps up this week's adventure. I guess it's time to ask the angel of destiny to take away our powers because this FBI agent yelling at us sure made us feel ashamed for being special. To be fair to Piper, Piper's like, you know what? I'm really sick of people trying to murder me all the time. I would like I would like to not be under constant threat of eminent death. And Paige is like, Piper, everyone's always under constant threat of eminent death. That's life. Right? But... I I can understand not wanting to have people attempting to murder you every week. I guess, but I, I guess I also just don't believe that's going to stop just because you give up powers. Oh, no, definitely not. Especially as as we find out at the end of the episode, Wyatt was going to still have his powers no matter what. Yeah! So that... You're, uh, they ask Piper if she wants to talk to Leo before they make the decision. And she's like, <laughs> she says, no, this doesn't affect him. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
anyway, they're all they're all going hard to the hoop to try to get Paige to give up her powers, and she's like, "No, I just got here. I just learned how to teleport right. I got that like two weeks ago." Also, you know, people die all the time when we don't do stuff. I mean, they die when we do do stuff, but they die less. <laughs> right? So the Angel of Destiny shows up and he's like, okay, this isn't the big thing, but I'm just here to remind you what the stakes are. Also to guarantee that there will be no demons attacking you because that is uh, honestly, you know. Yeah. Which I feel like that's not some. I mean, I know he's higher you than the elders. You can't guarantee yeah. that. I'm sure there's some angel of evil destiny or whatever who can just cancel you out. So they say, you know what? Okay, take away our powers. He starts to do the spell to take away their powers. And because it's majority rules. He established earlier, but it's majority rules, which Jesus Christ, man. Piper stops him, though, and is like, wait, wait, wait. We have been doing this for a while, so um, no, like, hidden clauses, right? No tricks. And he's like, no tricks. And Paige asks... Are we going to remember this? And he says, yeah, you'll remember. It doesn't change your history. It doesn't change your history, only your future. And the Book of Shadows is still going to be the Book of Shadows, and your kids will be witches, and it'll go to your kids. And and Phoebe's like, what about Cole? And he's like, I don't know who Cole is. That's not why I'm here. What? Shut up, Phoebe. <laughs> I don't care about your dumb little plot with your dead demon boyfriend. Husband. Her dead Hus demon husband. Her dead demon husband. And uh, she starts talking about Cole and Paige is like, oh my god, can we stay on goddamn track? And she's like, before I give up my powers, I want to help Cole find peace. And Paige is like, oh. She wants, she wants to go and tell Cole that she's giving up her powers so that Cole will move on. Because he'll know. To being eaten by a tentacle monster. Because he'll know that Phoebe can't save him. And listen, let me tell you something, Phoebe. If all it took for people to move on was knowing that you weren't going to save them, there would be no ghosts. So Phoebe goes back to Super Hell and Cole's like, hey, Phoebe. And she's like, wow, I'm not going to question the fact that you're not running in terror from the monster. Can we have a conversation or is the monster going to like come after us? And he's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> she's been gone for like 45 minutes and he's already killed the monster and absorbed all of its powers. Yeah, Cole is the beast now. That took like no is he the dark one? No, I was just wondering. I was just wondering if that's how the beast became the beast. Like if it was a half human, half uh, demon person, and it was just absorbing powers, and then it eventually turned into that. I mean, not necessarily half human, but, but just just a, one of the demons who was vanquished to the the wasteland figured out how to start absorbing other demons' powers, and then became the beast. Mm. And now that's what Cole is. He'll absorb the powers of everyone else that comes to Super Hell now. Cole is the beast. Oh, I am legend. That, oh, do you think that's where he hangs out when, like, uh, you think he's constantly popping back into Super Hell to absorb more powers? Yes. Okay. Because he's basically omnipotent from this point until the whole thing with the avatars. Mm hmm. So I just assumed those were all powers he got from the beast, like, that the beast had been down here for millennia. And... I mean, I guess it could be that, too. But the beast is gone. So what's happening to demons that get banished to Super Hell now? I feel like if they weren't being 
absorbed by something that they would band together and form a faction. Remember factions? Well, they just, they're, they're little glittery power balls, but I guess they're screaming when they go down, so maybe there is some sentience left in them. There's definitely sentience left in them. They definitely feel it when they get eaten. So Phoebe's like, don't wait for me, Cole. Just enjoy being eaten by a monster that probably still exists and that you haven't killed for its own powers. Bye. He's, he's like, okay, bye, Phoebe. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe how much I went through for this woman. <laughs> so Phoebe wakes back up and she's like, hey, while I was in super hell, I was thinking... It doesn't make a lot of sense that this guy just showed up out of nowhere, asked us to kidnap a girl, and then took off. And we're supposed to believe that she's the villain? We should probably go check on that before we lose our powers. And the Angels of Destiny is like, I was wondering if you all were going to figure that out. She's like, she asked him, she's like, can we, can we put this off a little bit and go take care of the situation? He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, No, he, no, he's more than oh, sure, whatever. He's like, yeah, I was wondering why you didn't want to do that first. I do like how very clearly not invested in this the Angel of Destiny is, though. I don't know if that was just the actor, but he really clearly does not give a shit what they choose one way or the other. He's like, free will. Free will is what mattered. So, Leo comes back with Daryl, and Daryl's like, okay, we looked into it, and it turns out that Selena is not descended from witch hunters the way that... The FBI agent told you, in fact, she's descended from witches and he's descended from witch hunters. And they're like, oh, my God, we just caught up to what everyone else knew the second they saw him. Yeah. So he's probably going to burn her at the stake. And they're like, damn it. Our bad. Yep. So she's in some desert. He's tied her to a stake. She's like, no. And he's like, yes. (laughs) He's giving a little speech about how much he hates witches and, uh. And then the charmed ones show up, but he's buried the, he broke the amulet into pieces and he buried it in a circle around, why not just wear the amulet? It's just that dumb thing where they broke the amulet in half so that it would only half protect the two groups of witches. I mean, I think because he wanted to create a circle of protection around the whole burning someone area. I guess, isn't the important thing just him not getting frozen or blown up or karate kicked? I guess. But from a levitated lady? Well, he's torturing her. He's like, do you know why they burned witches 400 years ago? And she's like, they didn't. In Salem, they actually hung witches. And he's like, this is why I'm killing you, you know? (laughs) Uh, Again, alternate timeline, alternate history. Yeah, I guess. Real demons who are probably, you know, probably made it easier they could just shoot fire out of their hands uh, so the sisters arrive and because he buried the amulet see they can't freeze the fire to save selena oh, okay yeah that's fair and then he pulls a gun on them because that's no, no magic right yeah i mean honestly even with magic i mean i know they stopped the guy with the gun earlier but like Guns have a pretty high success rate on witches in fiction. Yeah. Although he is pretty cocky because he has a gun and they have no powers, even though it's three against one. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I feel like having a gun would. Well, it it doesn't because Phoebe kickboxes him. Yeah. Phoebe just, she's like, hiya. 
That would have been more effective if I could levitate, but it was... <laughs> it was it was perfectly effective, and then and then Piper and Paige go and just rescue the girl they go to, old-fashioned ways. Paige is trying to put out the fire by hitting it with her jacket. I get... She's she, trying to smother the fire. I get... Yeah, I get it, but she's just like... Ugh. Uh, and, P- and Piper's like, you know what? Fuck it. And she just football tackles the girl out of the, you know. Yeah, to grab her and the stake she's tied to and pull her down onto the ground. And uh, secret agent FBI man has a, uh, he, he, he re-picks up his gun. He's like, I can just shoot you. And Cole's like, oh, really? Also, I'm here now. Okay, so I, I want to clarify that he and... Phoebe, they're like fighting has taken them off to the side so no one else sees this. He pulls the gun on her and when he fires the bullet, the ghost of Cole swaps their positions so that the bullet kills the FBI agent and not Phoebe. Well, I don't think it's the ghost of Cole. I think it's the dude of Cole. The essence of Cole. No, he's out of hell now. Yeah, but I mean like the the ascended form that is Cole. Yeah. I mean, it's still Cole, though. He's just filled with every demonic power of every demon who's ever been vanquished. Right. I mean, you saying ghost makes it sound like he's a shade of himself, which obviously it's not. What I meant is that he's, like, leveled up. Yes. He's, like, a force now. Yeah, he, he's super... He went to super hell and he became the super devil. Cole is the super source of all evil. Yes, he's the super source of or, all evil. Or the source of all super evil? Anyway, he makes the bullet go into... Mr. FBI man and Mr. FBI man's like, oh, I'm dead now. And, and, and Phoebe's like, Cole, but you're supposed to be, you know, stewing in the bowels of a hideous under beast. And he's like, yeah, I'm not anymore. I'm done with that. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a not smart thing to do. So uh, I'm, I'm mega Satan now. Also, I still want to be married to you. And she's like, Oh, Ooh, don't know about that one. Although, what are you worried about? Yeah. Like, you could just pick up your relationship from before he became the source of all evil. I mean, can you? He's the source of all super evil now. So, we cut to sometime later, and apparently there was a trial about the FBI agent's death, and Selena testified that he was a serial killer who tried to kill her, so nobody's going to worry about how the bullet went from his gun into his body, and that's the end. Leo's like, aren't they blaming you for uh, the death of Agent FBI man? And Phoebe's like, no, they thought he shot himself. They just can't figure out how he did it from four feet away. And it's like, obviously someone else shot him. Like, what? But whatever. Don't worry about it. Leo stole the FBI agent's file on them and threw it into a volcano. And Piper's like, but that's against the law. And he's like, I have a higher law, baby. Do you think I give a shit about what the rules are? Remember how many times I've actively brought you back from the dead? I think it's only been twice, but still. So the Angel of Destiny's back. And oh my God, what is is Paige? Paige is wearing a skirt that is way too short for court, but whatever. Oh no, I I was going for her hair. She's got these like she's got she's got high pigtails with with prom strands coming down. But they're like she's got Sailor Moon hair. If Sailor Moon did a bunch of club drugs, that's and fell down the stairs. Yep, that's what she's wearing. Meanwhile, uh, Phoebe's doing her best, Betty Page. Uh, hair wise, yes. Although that outfit also is 
like not court appropriate i would say i mean it's literally it's literally a lingerie dress which was the style at the time when Paige walks into the house, she tries to close the door and she can't close the door because, up oh, Angel of Destiny's here and he's frozen everything again, so the door can't close. But I just want to point out again, the door closing is kind of the end of every season, and we know that it is the ghost of Prue who closes the doors at the end. So the fact that her walking in and the signal that the Angel of Destiny is here is that they can't close the door. Oh. I just, I feel like this is a nice touch. Honestly... Honestly, we rag on these episodes, but this one's really good. And there's a lot in here that I feel like I can't ascribe it all to coincidence. I feel like a lot of good thought went into the writing of this episode. I, As much as I hate to ascribe anything good to Brad Kern, who wrote this particular episode, here we are. Here we are. I think you might have liked this more than I did. I, I think it's a serviceable episode. It, it's a, I think it's a good enough episode. I don't think it's a, like, good, good episode, but I think it was a much... I think it was a good episode that not only was good, but built meaningfully on what had come before, which is not a given in Charmed. You know what? I, actually, I am kind of turning back what I said at the beginning of the episode. I do think that this was a much better note to end the season on than the whole vanquishing the source of all evil thing. Yeah. I do like that this was a decompression episode. I do like that it was built off stuff that came earlier. Also, but, we have to set up what's happening next. Yes, because all of the sisters have changed their minds about giving up their powers uh, because they realize that they do real good. And also Cole's going to be around, so it's probably going to be, you know, it's probably going to be a good idea to have some magic there. Yeah. Uh, the Angel of Destiny tells them that just so they know, uh, whether they gave up their powers or not wouldn't have changed the fact that, surprise, Piper's pregnant. So I guess he says, no matter what you chose, it would not have affected the uh, the you're in Leo's personal destiny. Yeah. And so I'm assuming that meant Wyatt would still have had his powers, right? Yeah, everything. Yeah, everything that happens with Wyatt would have still happened. Except they wouldn't have had powers to deal with it. It would have been a nightmare more so than it is. Yeah, you know what? I, I've. I, I didn't think it was bad, and I still don't think it's, like, a great episode, but I, I have more favorable feelings post us talking about it. Yes. Oh, so last shot, you know, the Angel of Destiny turns into an orb of light and flies out of the house, and we get the shot that we get at the end of every season of the door of the manor closing. Yeah. It's kind nice. A little bit of a Yannick uh, yeah. orb, or ball of light. Like, it's... It's appropriate. Yeah. But, Yeah. Piper is pregnant, and it's with Wyatt Hallowell, and that's going to be a whole can of worms. But, yeah, that's that's it for season four. Uh, we had some real highs, and we had some real lows. We had, I think, the best character that Charmed ever introduced, the seer. And we had the hollow, which is going to stick around. And uh, we got Paige, who is awesome. And Phoebe has... Phoebe is well into her turn into Ask Phoebe, so... Charmed giveth and charmed taketh away. <laughs> yeah, that's that's accurate. You know, I think now that we've gone through it, mm -hmm. season four might be the strongest season of Charmed. Yeah. As a whole. As a whole. Yeah, and I think that's in no small part to the fact that this is kind of the season where we're really actually getting running plots. 
Mm-hmm. Like the first two seasons of Charmed are very Monster of the Week. Like we had our Rexes and Hannahs and stuff, but like for the most part, we didn't really have the whole overarching villain thing. And we we started getting more of that in season three, but also this was that was when we started our turn into goofy bullshit, which the show is going to. What? What a good segue for me to tell you what happens next time on Charmed. Yes. The next episode, season five, episode one, A Witch's Tale, part one. And the summary on Peacock is the well-meaning witches botch a spell and turn Phoebe into a mermaid. Who's ready for scale pasties? Wait. Wait, I need everyone who is not already familiar with Charmed, and specifically this episode of Charmed, to please take note of the title of the episode. A Witch's Tale. Uh-uh. A Witch's Tale Part, part. 1. We needed two full episodes of Phoebe as a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> oh i'm so excited honestly i know i just said i know i know i just said season four is um the best and on from like a writing perspective i really i stand by that statement but as i'm just scrolling through to see what's coming in season five so much bullshit i can't wait to talk about all the dumb bullshit in season five yes yes i know i i know charmed is has some widely derided later episodes, but honest to God, I'm so excited to talk about this stuff. Like, I I am ready. I am ready for the Lady Godiva alternate world thing. I am ready for Chris Hallowell. I know that's not for a while, but there's so much good, terrible stuff. Seriously, mermaids. And then, and then episode three is the fairy tale episode. Wait, that early? Yep. Wow. Ooh, the superhero episode. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is this is this is when they dive face first into the fetishy stuff. So, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. And we don't have to deal with any of the Avatar shit yet. Oh, the leprechauns. Yes, oh. season five is the season that introduces leprechauns. The Charmed One's real greatest nemesis. MSI. Nemesis. Much like the Charmed Ones, we have our own power of three. The first power in our pack is Premonition, who in this episode is, was, or will become famous. Okay, so we kind of were coy about it, but Phoebe's assistant was played by Leslie Grossman. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Who you might know from any number of Ryan Murphy projects, or as Eleanor Shellstrop's mother in The Good Place. I saw this thing that was calling out. They were like, "Oh, James Gunn admitted that he has favorite actors," and I'm like, "Yeah, like every single director ever. Like that's not a gotcha moment, Schneider, bro." Okay, and well, what everything I just said is true. Obviously, I'm joking because the FBI agent slash Witchfinder General is played by Bruce Campbell, Ash himself. Yes, God, that man is fantastic. Even when he's half-assing it, which he was in this, he was oh, very yeah. he was very half-assing it. But he's so charming and likable, and even when he's doing a really half-assed job, you're like, should have made him a reoccurring character. I would have been 
okay with an early season where he was the big bad. Like, we've reached the point where mortals can't really serve the purpose of the big bad anymore, but I would have been okay with it. Yeah, in, like, season two. If he was a season two. Yeah, yeah. Before Phoebe got her show-breaking levitation power. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, Bruce Campbell, the one actor in Charmed who we have a poster of hanging up in our house. That's not true. Surely there's someone else on Charmed that we have a poster of hanging up. I, I, I don't think Kirsten Bell was ever in. We, we don't have a lot of posters. Okay, there's a lot of people on... Okay, you're right. I, I have a Veronica Mars poster um, that has Kristen Bell on it. It's entirely possible that someone else from Veronica Mars was in Charmed. Who's on that poster? Although now that I'm thinking about it, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Was Felicia Day ever in Charmed? Ooh, I don't know. She, I don't think so, but she was in Buffy, so it's entirely possible. She, yeah, she's one of the potentials. Was Will Wheaton ever in Charmed? I mean, that's not really a poster so much as it is a painting, but... Yes, we do have a painting of Felicia Day and Will Wheaton in our house. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Okay, it does not appear that she's ever been in Charmed. Just quickly checking on that. Okay, so Bruce Campbell is, to our knowledge, the only person who has appeared in Charmed and on a poster in our house. I guess that's true. For now. Yes. <laughs> Gonna buy a big picture of Shannon Doherty and put it in her front hallway. Just a big Brian Krause poster. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get we'll get the the poster they made for Escape from the Blue Lagoon too, and hang it in our front hallway. Or maybe just a sexy shirtless Julian McMahon. Yeah. Now I'm not joking anymore. It started as a joke, but it became real. What's our next segment? Uh, our next segment is time freeze. What specifically dated this episode? Oh my god, I have so many things. So you go first, and I'll do a different one. Okay, the Miss Cleo thing at the beginning, obviously. For those of you who don't remember, there was a woman who called herself Miss Cleo who went on TV and advertised a psychic hotline where you could call in and she would psychically give you psychic advice. And then I feel like she got arrested for doing something bad tax-wise, although I can't swear to that. Like, I feel like something happened there. But I, I, maybe that's just because 1-800 numbers feel kind of inherently scammy. 1-900 numbers. Uh, Remember, that's not even a thing that happens anymore. Mine, I guess, then, because definitely Miss Cleo was one of them, but I guess I will go with the Britney Spears reference. Oh, yeah, that was, that was very of the time. Also, why are you being dismissive of Britney Spears? angel of destiny man who was also an actor but we talked about him a little bit earlier so we didn't need to bring him up for premonitions like are you not aware that she's an icon you're the angel of destiny yeah she has her own residency at uh in vegas now D she doesn't anymore though right she doesn't oh i thought she still did no she's not performing anymore because now that she is freed she's like no fuck it i don't want to do any of this oh good for her right i 100 percent support that and then I guess we have one final segment. Yes, the last pounder pack. Telekinesis, what, if anything, genuinely moved you this episode? Okay, well, I really liked this episode. Obviously, I really, really liked this episode. Nothing made me feel, like, emotional. Okay, I have one thing that I connected with. Mm -hmm. and it's a very little thing. Uh, it's Paige asking the Angel of Destiny if they're going to remember it. Mm. Because she doesn't want to lose her sisters. 
and yeah. she wouldn't have them in her life if it wasn't for magic. I was like, oh, that was a, that was a nice note for Paige. That is a nice note. But yeah, uh, overall, I enjoyed this episode. I felt like I was kind of negative going in, and then we spent like an hour and a half shit talking it. But it, it's a it's a solid episode. I I this is I think a top tier charmed episode. Wow. Yeah, one of the best. I feel like it, it's going up against the season three finale, which I do legitimately think might be the best. Also one of the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that'll about do it. I guess that'll do it. Our show is partially listener supported. If you want to be one of those supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Maracruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, and Dan. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you can tweet at us at ilovetvzines, or email us at ilovetelevisionzines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Hollow Manor. <laughs>